Hello and welcome to Victims of the Punt, a show about New South Wales horse racing. Saturday's meeting at Rose Hill is on the lands of the Barrow Medical people of the Darug Nation and we acknowledge them as the traditional owners and pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Victims is brought to you by Australian-owned and operated bookmaker ReadyBet, uh, the great mailbag bloodstock who just keep going, going from strength to strength and, of course, punting form Australia's Best racing database. Now, let's have a quick look back at what happened last week. Uh, it was, um, yeah, look, it was a treacherous day at Randwick last Saturday. Mark Sheen managed to find a way. Uh, he gave us two selections, and one of them um, was in a bit of uncharted territory for him, the highway, and he got the cash with Luke Pepper's very nice filly, um, Opal Ridge. Look, in hindsight, getting better than 2.5 about a horse of her quality in a race like that was a bit of a luxury. Um, it didn't improve uh, from there. The, the track certainly didn't, and then uh, Mark's other bet, Surefire, probably had no hope the way the track was playing. And I was actually surprised he started as short as he did, uh, given those conditions. Uh, there was another horse in that boat on the, uh, on, on the day as well, which absolutely staggered me. Uh, it was so well back was Andermatt. Um, Mark, did you have a view on those market moves, Andermatt in particular? Uh, well, Andermatt's the worst I've ever seen in parade, so I was absolutely I was smacked by the... Uh, the move for it, I think they were just looking for bog trackers, but yeah, certainly didn't map on the rail. And uh, as I said, it's the worst I've ever seen him look. I don't know if Rob can go with that, but he looked uh, big and looked hairy. So um, yeah, I even spoke to two people walking out, and they both said the same thing. I was going to back Andermatt, and uh, they both were shaking their head and, and changed their mind. So um, certainly from the yard, you couldn't have backed him, in my opinion, anyway. Joe, there's still hope in the game, you know. <laughs> well. It really does. I mean, I would suggest 20 or 30 years ago, um, Eduardo would have been solid as a rock and Andermatt would have been out the gate with um, both the track pattern and that parade. But there are different forces in play now. And, uh, the, I mean, they're successful over the 12 months and they just get the money on and they back what they want to back. And that's right, I can create. Eduardo really, in my view, was a silly price by John Tom. Oh, of course it was. And what did you think of Eduardo's parade? He, he, looked, he looked a bit, um, you know, he looked bigger than condition. He looked more relaxed than normal. Would you agree, Mark? Yeah, look, I thought he looked okay. He, for a thousand, he was fine. I thought yeah. so he got the job done. So anyway, he's a borderline champion horse. Two ninety on a track that's cleared. What happened? Yeah, uh, gobsmacking, really. And look, we don't want to harp on it because it. I mean, if you're going to talk about Sydney racing, you're going to spend ninety percent of your time just whinging about tracks. But that was as bad as it gets. I thought last Saturday. Mark, did you agree? Yeah, well, uh, we were hoping that wasn't going to be the case, but um, it was pretty bad, wasn't it? And, uh, you know, I've got a question mark over where we're headed uh, this week as well because normally when the rail is out six metres, they go back to the true position. They've gone from a seven-metre rail back to five. So um, this is uncharted territory. Normally when they get them out to the middle there, straight back to the true, and we've only come back in a couple of metres. So I don't know what that does to the pattern on the day. Yeah, whether that whether they're trying to get it in the true for Golden Rose Day or, you know, maybe that's the long-term plan, I don't know, but it is it is a bit out of the ordinary. Anyway, I mean, look, I, I don't know anything about the science of track preparation, but I do know that I hate um, lane one biases. Uh, it's the, the hardest opponent. I'll tell you who doesn't hate him, though, is Rob Scurry, because he, uh, he <laughs> can sit there and whinge about the track bias. He just got on with the job of finding the right horses in the yard and winning 14 units for his uh, very lucky subscribers. That was a great performance, Rob. Thanks, Mark. Uh, it, is, uh, it was one of those days where I didn't, I had to stop looking at your map. I had to do my, stick to the process, do the yard, and then and then look at the map, which um, you were right about a lot of the time. 
I was a little bit stiff in, in, in race one as you had the uh, uh, one horse, the thing that ran second, the seven, and you had it stuck three wide, but it pinged to the front. But J-Mac on Mark Sheen's horse was just a, a bit too good and, and look out because of the Osco. Yeah, so uh, sensational performance anyway, Rob. Um, Thanks, yeah, been That well on a track that most punters were just whinging about all day just shows the, uh, the great benefit of your approach. Head to the mailbag, uh, download the app and get Rob's stuff. You are... You're not doing yourself any favours if you don't. Right. Uh, Mark, um, any promos or specials for uh, ReadyBet this week? There are a ton of them, Rob. Thanks for asking. We've got promos on tennis, AFL, rugby league, horse racing, harness racing, and greyhound racing. So if you if it's free bets and refunds you're after, check them out. If you want to use your own money, we're going to be top of the market, a couple of favourites at Flemington and Rose Hill. Tomorrow we'll uh, release them on social media later today. Remember to follow ReadyBet on all those social channels. And, yeah, if um, if you're right and we're wrong about a couple of favourites tomorrow, um, you can collect. All right, on the, on, back to you, Rob, for the Black Book seg- segment. Yeah, that's the one everyone's been waiting for, uh, Redfern Express Black Bookers, uh, the best free content you'll find in Sydney Racing, presented by the mailbag bloodstock.com.au. Uh, this week, uh, we've got a star witness, um, Express Central half-brother to Umgawa, who won multiple city races and nearly 400k in stakes. Um, from 15 starts uh, broken in up in Queensland with Flying Collins is now spelling under the Queensland winter slash spring sun. Uh, heads to the same trainers, Umgawa in Leon and Troy Corstens and has arrived in Victoria in terrific order. Uh, so... Two trialers uh, for the Black Book this week, both from Rose Hill Trials on Tuesday. First up, an unraced stern filly from the Godolphin outfit, uh, Parasal. Yeah, she's had three trials all up, had a trial in March. Uh, this was her second trial this time in. She had a trial at Hawkesbury recently. Um, she's finished off quite nicely in both trials, so she's in the blue of Godolphin. Um didn't show a great deal of early speed, but uh, I really did like the way that she quickened up over the final stages. So both my trialers uh, this week uh, certainly would be looking towards uh, provincial meetings. So uh, this one, Paracel, as I said, didn't show a great deal of speed, but I really like the way she finished off over the including stages. So Jones coming seems to be quite easy on these horses uh, through the winter and then starts to target... Um, these races picks their work up and, uh, and they come into races uh, just about ready to go around this time of year. So like the way it quickened here over the concluding stages, just nutted in the final couple of strides, but uh, it liked the way it hit the line. So I think it would probably be better off over about 1,400 metres or so, but certainly one to put in the black book. Okay. On the same morning, a So You Think Colt from the Waller Yard, Ungo. Yeah, Pungo, who is, uh, as you said, by So You Think, he showed great uh, gate speed here. He uh, jumped out uh, with Hugh Bowman aboard and uh, controlled this heat. Normally, I don't like leaders uh, from the trials, especially around Rose Hill, because they can uh, get a bit of an edge going around that uh, circle. But um, he seemed to do it really well on the bit all the way here, just giving a little bit of a click up uh, halfway up the straight, and I liked the way he responded. Looked a nice big strider from the Chris Wallace stable. So uh, Chris has usually got him pretty ready to go first up nowadays, not like the old days, used to take a couple of runs, but uh, he certainly changed his tune there. But Pungo uh, and Unrace, so you think they're in front of the 200, as you can see, Bowman still has a good uh, tight rein on him, just gives him a little bit of a niggle and he holds them off 
time was okay. I thought that was good enough to win a maiden. Excellent. Thing. I don't. What colours does that race in? I, I, is it? Yeah, I don't reckon. No, they're a different set. I don't think I've seen them before. No, yeah, that, that caught my eye. But yes. Anyway, two more for the Black Book. The, uh, they have a great record, these Black Bookers. So add them to your Black Book and fire them whenever they hit the racetrack. Right, we are off to Rose Hill on Saturday. Um, tracks given a soft five yesterday, but there has been rain around overnight and this morning. Hopefully, it hasn't done too much damage because it looks like the weather is going to clear up uh, this morning and, and into tomorrow. So, uh, look, firstly, how, look, what are we looking at, a five or a six? And Mark, you've already touched on that five-metre rail, so just give us your thoughts on that. Yeah, the penetrometer they gave this morning was 5.3, which suggests it's pretty close to about a four, really. Um, right. But well, they've had two mil this morning with no rain in the last half hour. So um, good day forecast tomorrow. Um, we'll just have to watch the first couple of races. But I don't think it'd be too bad just to edge off it, maybe. Yeah, and that five metre, I, I suppose it's, well, yeah, historically it's in the, you know, that four, five, six, seven range, it's on pace, isn't it? Yeah, but it's got me a bit baffled with that. Um, the changes, then, as I said, they normally go right back in. So, yeah, at least we can watch a couple of races early. That's and, not uh, playing in the highway this week. You're just taking the money and running after last week. No, uh, just one a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, okay, so you, uh, we've got the punning form data for this meeting, as always. Uh, you can go to punningform.com.au and check all this out for yourself. The uh, meeting data does tend to suggest what we touched on uh, traditionally in this sort of rail position, uh, on pace and inside is best. Um, not impossible to make ground, but um, certainly you don't want to be swooping like you would perhaps on a true rail. Um, then we can have a quick look at the jockey data. A couple of jockeys flying under the radar. radar. Chad Schofield have mentioned once or twice in recent times in his last 100 rides he's outperforming the market. So is Tom Sherry, who is uh, probably not doesn't have as high a profile as he uh, has, has had in different parts of his career, but he's he's getting a job done against the market anyway. And as we say every time at Rose Hill and Randwick, Bowman and McDonald, you can just back them and win. So uh, why would you want to get away from those two great jockeys? Anyway, Mark has found two for us, as usual. Uh, on Saturday's card, and we start in race six, the Ming Dynasty Quality, over 1,400 metres, um, a three-year-old race. Some of these horses may be targeting the longer races later in the spring. We'll just have a quick uh, look at some of the main chances in the market. We've got uh, number four, Basquiat at 13, five golden mile at 4.20, down to number, oh, no, I'll leave it. Magic, we'll just go to those main chances. Four, uh, 10, Ozzy Petco at six, 11, Zoo Tiger, four, 12, Conqueror, four, 80. They really are the big three in the market, and, Mark, you uh, lean to one of them, I believe. Yeah, look, I was on Conqueror the other day. I don't know if he would have beaten Kaboo. He was a late scratching, but I'm not sure it was his fault. There was a horse drawn next to him, Ringmaster, which was off its head in the yard, and it drew next to him, and... Maybe uh, upset the apple cart there. I thought his first run up was uh, things didn't go his way there at all. Uh, I thought he paraded better at Rose Hill than he did first up. So um, he's had a trial since, um, or a couple of trials, I think, actually. Um, he's been hard held. Um, look, uh, probably more a gut feeling. I could have found an easier race to have a bet in. But, um, yeah, look, I think from an inside draw, he sets up to get a decent run anyway. Hopefully, if he steps away. So, uh, look, Golden Mile, an outstanding type. Uh, Rob can probably give us a, a better guide. Bigger Stern probably looked a bit fat the other day and he was dragged back. So, he'll probably race a bit closer from that barrier. I'm not sure what to make of Zoo Tiger. He beat a team of walkers there the other day, got a soft lead. And uh, sectionally, it wasn't outstanding. So, 
maybe if the track pattern plays to leaders, he's the one who can ping across and lead. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure about him at the price. Personally, I think Ozapenko is the best horse in this race, but um, I think a mile or 2,000 metres is more his go. Spring champion, uh, I missed the price there. would have liked to have something on the $16. But anyway, that's the way things go. Um, just whether he, it's a bit too short for him, 1,400 metres, uh, with that break. Uh, but as I said, I think he will be the best horse out of this race, but I'm going to back Pomper on the day tomorrow. Rob, I'll to you in a second, just for a view on some of these. I will say, um, uh, if Jack Dickens is listening, the SP Profile King, Ozapenko, started $2 against Kaboo at its uh, last start. So for SP Profiles, I'll have a big opinion on Ozapenko. Rob, yeah, these three-year-olds really are your wheelhouse. Um, anything to uh, share on them? Well, wasn't Ozapenko a, a Mark Steen trialer um, from the other day? So he's been sort of going against himself here. But um, uh, Conqueror um, is a bit of a yard watch. Um, I think he could improve again. And, you know, that inside draw, it does set up very well for him with um, Jay Ford or Ozapenko. Maybe, as Mark's alluding to, today is not the day. Um, Zoo Tiger, I'm, I'm interested in it. Um, I, it. It's a big sort of... Big horse and like its racing pattern seems to get in well here. And the um, yeah O'Shea just a gut feel. I'm not sure with punting form could back me up, but I reckon the last fifty it seems to have found a bit of form. Um, yeah, I'm not sure the ones up the top, Williamsburg, Rise of the Masters. I'm not sure if they're much shot. And Golden Mile, you, did, you saw him the other day. Uh, Golden Mile, James coming. I can't place him. I'll have to. I'll have to look at the race again. I can't place him. He was a head. big, fat, uh, big, fat-looking strong horse. Um, he's an imposing type, but he looked like he had a lot of improvement. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking about a stern as well. You were in your trial of that's a, a sire that I'm not wasn't sure it was going to be any good, but they just seem to be, you know, just popping up everywhere lately as well. Again, gut feel thing, but um, it, it, here's another one, Golden Mile. All right. Um, thank you for that, both of you. We'll now move over to the second race uh, for discussion. That's race eight for Theo Mark Stakes, over 1,300 metres. And we'll have a quick look at the main chances in the Readybeck market. We've got number one, Kementari uh, at $9, three, Ellsberg at three sixty, four, Mr. Mozart at three thirty, uh, forty. sorry, down to number seven, Rustic Steel at seven, ten, Jamea, seven fifty, twelve, Prime Candidate at ten. Um, oh, I see brutality's come out, so there'll be slight uh, adjustments to that, but uh, not nothing major. So we'll tune up a little bit some of those prices. But the big two in the market are number three, Ellsberg, and number four, Mr Mozart. What have you got for us, Mark? Yeah, well, I'm with uh, Mr Mozart. Actually, they trialled together recently at uh, Rose Hill. Ellsberg um, didn't have the uh, the blinkers on. This was a different trial. They were with Mr Mozart from Canterbury, but they trialled together at Rose Hill. Uh, so this is at Canterbury the other day. They said it was slow, but it was a bob. It was about an 11. Um, Mr Mozart does love those conditions, but I love the way he tracked up here um, and gobbled them up the last 50. Now, he's had five starts of Sydney Way going. He's won four of them, and the other time um, on a leader's track, he was four wide and a limb. So he's got a great record in the Sydney Way. He's drawn uh, well. He races on speed. Um and I can forgive his first up runs, which have been in Melbourne in his last two preparations, where he's been in unsuitable races. I think he's been in 1,100 metres first up twice, and then Damien Oliver uh, missed the start on him and circled the field and gave him a tough run second up last time, and he came back to Sydney and won uh, three on in. So 
I think he sets up well here. Um, the one I'm a little bit worried about is a tissue who I thought trialed really well. I know she's uh, a bit of heart in your mouth stuff. You'd probably want to back her after she jumped and better back her in the run uh, and see how she comes out of the machine. But uh, her run in Brisbane was quite good last start, and I thought she trialed up okay. Ellsberg, look, he's as honest as the day. It's long, very good fresh. Uh, but I just saw Mr. Mozart getting three kilos off him. I'd rather go that way. Yeah, Rob, um, look, a few old stages here, but you'd, you'd know them pretty well. Yeah, I got a, was about a lot of these. Um, a tissue I was on in the Coolmore Classic when it missed the start 50. Um, but she was a standout in the yard that day. Um, Mark, you're not worried about Prime Candidate kicking up and what, what do you think is going to happen there with Mr. Mozart? He's just going to let Prime Candidate go? Yeah, I think so. I think Prime Candidate uh, probably maps to lead. I think um, Ellsberg will kick up. Mr. Mozart probably be maybe 1-1 one, one or outside the lead, I thought. What did you think, Mark? Did you map them that way? Or? Yeah, I, I, I thought Prime Candidate would lead. And, um, well, Mr. Mozart's drawn inside Ellsberg. Uh, at 1,300, I thought Mr. Mozart could just sit off wherever he wanted. I thought he was drawn perfectly to go. Yeah. Yeah, look, he's a chunky type, Mr. Mozart. He, he's good markings, his coat and his tail and stuff. And, you know, just make him go faster. But, yeah, he, he's a striking individual, as I'd say, in the breeding world, as is Ellsberg, who, who's my tip for the Epsom at this stage. Um, and it, he's, he seems to be bomb-proof, and he certainly looks like an Epsom winner. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a really good weight for age type of horse. Um, who knows old Kementari? He's, he's probably an each-way chance. He seems to be drawn well with Bowman. Um, as this race should be, it's, it's, you know, there's a few chances, um, decent field, and, yeah, looking forward to having a look at it. It's not a bad not a bad race. It's that time of year. I'm also quite um, interested to see the, the Phillies and Mares race, Espiona and the Flying Shades of Rose in particular in that race, and also Bella Nepatina. That looks a, a really good contest. If it's playing leaders, I suppose, Shades of Rose will firm and Espiona will drift. But, um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see how the track's playing. But plenty of good racing. Thanks very much to both of you. As always, we'll just quickly recap uh, what Mark's doing uh, for us this weekend. Oh, we'll start with the Wake Bookers there, uh, Paracel and Pungo, and the best bets for race six, number 12, Conqueror, and race eight, number four, Mr. Mozart. There you can get 480 Conqueror and 340, perhaps 330 now, Mr. Mozart, with that scratching at readybet.com.au. Thank you very much, Rob. Thank you very much, Mark. All the best for the weekend, and we'll talk next week.